message you're about to listen to is from Brooks and Oasis Ministry. Open your heart, shift your focus to Jesus, and let Him speak to you. Last week, we talked about love, part two, and um, we are continuing with that series today. It's been an interesting topic for me, and I keep listening to it over and over and over and over again, and I've learned so much. I keep trusting God and praying and enforcing it even into my life. So please do well. Listen over and over. We are all on a journey, you know. We are going there. We are getting there, taking steps, doing the things that we should do, and by God's grace, we shall all grow, we shall all increase in the knowledge of the will of God for our lives, in Jesus' name. So last week we said that there are three things that God does to show us his love for us. Some of the things we talked about was that he sympathizes with our weaknesses. The Bible says that we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but he was tempted in every way, just as we are, but yet without sin. So we have a high priest who understands the way we feel. He sympathizes with our weaknesses. And that's how he has been able to show us that he loves us. So as we receive that love from him, we should also do the same to others. Let's sympathize with the weaknesses of others. While we pray for them, while we encourage them, we are not indulging their sin, but let's sympathize with them. If anyone is showing you any level of folly, it means that it's ignorance. If he knows better, he will do better. So let's also remember where we are coming from. You know, That's one of the things we talked about. And then we also said that one of the ways that God shows us love is that he calls us his own. The Bible says, Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us that we should be called the sons of God. He called us his own. Another way is that he, he reached out to us first. The Bible says that we did not choose him. He chose us. He called us from darkness into and translated us into his marvelous light. We love him because he first loved us. So we too should reach out to people. We should not be afraid to be vulnerable. One of the reasons why a lot of us just pull back is because we don't know how that love will be received but doing the right thing should never be an option it should be a must we must do our own part and we know that as we are doing our own part we are shining our light in the capacity that God has given us so those were the ways we talked about God showing us love and so we too should reciprocate both to him and to others around us and one of the things that was so striking for me is that we said God loved the world he gave he gave so that whosoever believed in him will not perish but have everlasting life so we can say that God gave so we can have many a times man gives so that they can get Man gives, they've calculated what they will get in return. 
But God is not like that. Yes, he gave us his son to gain many sons. But even in gaining us, it's a call to a higher realm. It's a call to glory. He has made us as kings and priests. It's a call to greatness. That's how awesome my God is. That's how awesome my father is. So for me, that was really striking that God gives so that we can have. And so let's also check our motive for giving people things. It should not be about what we want to get. It should be because we truly love and desire that they have those things. Hallelujah. Today we'll be talking about what is in love. What, are the th what is in love? What's the benefit of loving? What is in love? Romans chapter 8 verse 35. It says something striking. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, Neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Nothing, absolutely nothing can separate us from his love. The message translation, I like what it says. It says, do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge? There is no way. Not trouble. Not hard times. Not hatred. Not hunger. Not homelessness. Not bullying threats. Not backstabbing. Not even the worst sins listed in scriptures. Do you see that? They kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We are sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. Can we pause for a minute to meditate on that? The apostles went through so much. They were beaten. They were flogged. Some were stoned to death. And nothing fazed them. They were standing solidly in the love of Christ. As a matter of fact, when they went through those things, they would rejoice again and say, ah. I, I count myself worthy to partake in Christ's suffering. What have we gone through that we have thrown in the towel? What is that hardship that we have gone through that we've, we said, no, we are not loving God anymore. We are not serving him anymore. They went through so much. Paul was, he was, <laughs> when he got back to Jerusalem, like, it was as if it was from frying pan to fire. They just wanted to kill him by all means. And he was not disturbed. He would stand by them in the Sanhedrin and he would still speak about Jesus. He didn't care what they tried to do to him. We've not gone through, I don't think we have gone through half of what the apostles of old has gone through. We've not. So what is in love? There is strength in love. A loveless soul is a hopeless soul. The reason why anyone would want to kill himself or commit suicide is because he has given up on love. 
if you have a reason to love, a reason to live for you, you won't want to kill yourself. But the issue that person is going through at that point in time has clouded his judgment. He has forgotten about those that matter. There is strength in love. So no matter what the world throws at us, no matter what the world does to us, we remain standing because there is strength in love. They may condemn us. When we make mistakes, we will learn from our mistakes. We will make amends. We will repent, but we will keep going. We won't stop because there is strength in love. Love never fails. Love believes all things. And so when Satan, the accuser of the brethren, is standing and pointing fingers and saying, he did that, she did that, she doesn't deserve it. God is saying, don't you know my son has paid the price? Don't you know my son has paid the price? I believe in that daughter of mine. I believe in that child of mine. He will make me proud. He will bring glory to my name. If God has given up on us way back, where will we be now? The reason why we are able to be where we are today is because God never gave up on us. Even times when we gave up on ourselves, he didn't give up on us. That's the reason why we are where we are today. When there's judgment and so much condemnation around something, you will just be making mistakes. You will just be failing. You will just be making mistakes. The reason why anyone is able to grow in God is because of his love. His love and his grace. It takes strength to love. It is easier to, to hate than to love. Do you know? It's easier to hate. It's easier to retaliate. The Bible says, how are you different from a pagan if you love only those that love you back? Then I mean, the unbelievers do the same. So the true test of love is when things are not rosy. And if God should judge every one of us based on love, I don't know how many of us would even stand to start with. Because a typical human being is wired to want to do things when it's convenient and to pull back when it's not convenient. A typical human being wants to do things when it's getting a benefit and not do it when it's not getting benefit. But when you are able to stand with that thing, stand with that person, stand with God through thick and thin, in good times and in bad times, then we are talking about love. Love is a sacrifice. If God didn't stand with you through that tough time, even when you compromised, if he didn't help you to regain your strength and whatever glory it is that you lost, where would you be today? So the reason why you are standing is because of the love of God. So let's not take Satan's role and be the accuser of the brethren. Let's leave that role. Let's leave that title to the enemy. Another thing that we find in love is that there is contentment in love. There is contentment. You are just satisfied. The love of God is so pure. The love of, you don't have to, you don't have to doubt and think, okay, maybe there's something else God wants to. No, his love is so pure. 
is so overwhelming, it's so amazing. And so we must understand that there is contentment in love. When the world throws stuff at us, lay every burden down at his feet. Receive the love of Jesus, rest in his love. Lay every issue down at his feet. Allow him to speak to your heart. So many people don't have time. And you know the funny thing is, these things that we feel are so important that we don't have time for God. When the chips are down, they won't be there. That work that is more important than God. <laughs> when the chips are down, God forbid something happens and you are not able to function in that capacity anymore. They will replace you sharply. They will not think twice. Those people that we feel are more important than God, when the chips are down, they won't be there. As a matter of fact, when your matter, when your trouble, when your problem is becoming too much, they begin to avoid you. So why shouldn't we put God first? He's the one that knows the ugly side. And is still with you. He's the one that knows the things that are not yet right with you. Let's put it that way. And he's still with you. Those friends that we're trying to save face for. And impress. Thank you. They won't be there. When the chips are down, they won't be there. Because they have their own issues. Sometimes it's not even as if they don't want to help you. But perhaps what they are even going through, they've not been able to sort it out. They can't add their own issue to their own matter. So who else should be our number one, if not Jesus? Who else should be our priority, if not Jesus? Why should we be struggling to make God a priority? It's, it's an insult. It's a slap on his face. The one that made us, we are struggling to give him time. The one that owns us, we are struggling to give him time. To make time for him. There's contentment in love. There's contentment in the presence of God. When you spend time in God's presence, you find out that so many things just begin to drop off you. Perhaps you've taken to alcohol as a way of unwinding. You don't need it. You don't need it. People have taken to so many things. They are looking for that high. That high you are looking for is in Jesus. So much contentment and peace. So much. There's contentment in love. When we feel we, we, we need to impress. When we feel we, we, we need to be anything other than who God has made us to be. There's a question mark somewhere. We are looking at the wrong things. We are making the wrong things our priority. God give us understanding in Jesus' name.
So you can live your life and shine sweatlessly. When you walk with God. When you walk in the love of God. A man who truly loves God is a man who avoids sin. Is a man who is not comfortable sinning. Shall we keep sinning so that grace may abound? God forbid. Something in you will just not be comfortable because that's not where you should be. That's not what you should be doing. Will you err? Yes. Will you be happy and comfortable there? No, never. A child of God can never be happy sinning. Another thing that we find in love is confidence. There's confidence in love. Picture a child and each time before he goes to school, you tell him how much you love him. You let him know that he's the best thing that has ever happened to you. When he gets to school, he will get to school with his head held up high. So happy. There's confidence in love. Confidence and fear, they don't go hand in hand. Let's read what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16 to 21. I'm reading from the NIV. And, we, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in the love, in love, lives in God and God in him. So you can't separate God from love. If we are in, truly in love, we are in God. And God is in us. In this way, love is made complete among us. So that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because in this world, we are like him. So if we are truly in love... If we truly walk in love, there will be no cause for judgment. And if there's no cause for judgment, there will be no cause for fear. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. And the one who fears is not made perfect in love. Fear has to do with punishment. Fear has to do with, oh, I'm making mistakes. Walking on eggshells. And anyone walking on eggshell cannot be stable. Because you don't want those eggs to break. It's not by power, it's not by mind, it's by the Spirit of God. But when we have that confidence in the love of God, it helps us to even want to do better. There was a particular sin I struggled with for so many years. The moment I began to take my eyes away from the condemnation and then focus on the love of God, I found strength to drop that thing. His grace is sufficient. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Won't it have been <laughs> so much easier to just love God and not have to love our neighbors? Don't you think so? But the true test of our love is in how we can love others. 
You know the reason why? You know, sometimes when I'm complaining about someone, I use my children, for example. You know, I send him, I send my son to go and get something, and then as he has as he has gone, he saw TV somewhere, and then he's distracted. He just stands in front of the TV and is watching. And I'm waiting, waiting. What's going on? And then I call his name. What's wrong with you? You know, and I'm pissed off. Like, seriously, I sent Jesus so you are. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will just whisper in my ears and say, well, you do the same thing too now. Do you know how, how many times we have not listened to him? He has told us this is how you should do it. But when we got there, we got carried away and did something else. He will tell you, you, you do the same thing too sometimes. So the reason why we don't have any excuse rather than to love our neighbors and love our brothers is because anything that they would ever do to us, we've done worse to Jesus and he still loved us. We've done worse to Jesus. We've rejected him. We've denied him. We've been ashamed of him. We've disobeyed him. What else? We've done worse. We've cheated on him. Yes. When we serve God and mammon, that's cheating. We serve two, God, two masters. Or put other things before him. You can't actually serve two masters. You will love one and hate one. So when we, put in, when we are putting anything above God, we are basically loving that and hating God. It says, I've brought before you life and death. Choose life that you may live. So what could anybody do to us that we haven't done worse to Jesus? And yet he forgave us. So we don't have any excuse. We don't have any excuse. It takes maturity to love. It takes spiritual maturity to love. And one perfect example of love is the prodigal son. He messed up big time. He took his own share of the inheritance. He squandered it. And he came back. Begging. In his head, he was thinking, okay, let me just go. I'll be a servant. I don't mind. I'll scrub the floor every day, wash the bathrooms, um, do everything I need to do. I don't even mind sleeping in the security guard's house because I know I've messed up big time. But when the father saw him, what, the, what came to the father's head was not, oh, so you're coming back now. Ah, well done. After you've done what you went to do, you're coming back. No. The father was so happy. He was so glad to see him. He dropped every other thing to attend to him. He threw a party for him. If that is not love, then what is? While in some cases, for the next one year, you would <laughs> you not hear the last of, you, of what you did. In fact, when you watch it, you say, have you forgotten what you did yesterday? Two days later, have you forgotten what you did before yesterday? Every single day, they will keep reminding you. That's not love. The Father loves us so much. 
there's confidence in love. To the point that even the other son was jealous. I've been here all along, you never threw me a party. That's how valuable one soul is. I believe that if it was just one man on earth, Jesus would have still died. If it was just one man in this whole earth, Jesus would have still come to die for that one person. Because he values every soul. No one is a waste to him. No one is useless to him. He values every single person. So we find our confidence in the love of God. We find our contentment in the love of God. And we draw strength from the love of God. Father, we thank you for your word that we have heard today. We lay everything down at your feet. Every hurt. Every pain. Every sense of inadequacy. We lay it down at your feet. We receive your strength. We find confidence. And we find contentment in you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We trust that this message blessed you. We'll love to hear from you. You can contact us through our website at www.brooksandoasis.org or leave a message on our social media handles, Instagram at Brooks and Oasis, Facebook at Brooks and Oasis, YouTube at Brooks and Oasis Media. See you all in the next episode. Bye for now. Somebody, somebody.